This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa bihi nasta'inu ala umuri dunya wa ad-deen. Wa la'aqibatu lilmuttaqina wa la'udwana illa ala al-zalimeen. Wa sallallahumma wa sallam ala nabiyyina Muhammad. Um, we are still uh, uh, doing the ayats that were related to divorce. Uh, and as we mentioned several times, Alhamdulillah, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a book that contains lessons in morality, right and wrong, uh, tawheed and Allah, belief in Allah, belief in the unseen, the hereafter admonishment and reminders, as well as laws that help us govern our lives and understand how we should live. And Surah Al-Baqarah, uh, the latter part of it heavily focuses on these laws. We covered many related to the prayer, to hajj, to uh, fasting, and now we are in family law and uh, divorce proceedings and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about them. We covered uh, last week and the week before a few things. We covered oaths and the rulings of oaths and that certain oaths are uh, that uh, when someone swears by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they are meant to keep that oath unless they find that the oath that they made, for example, that breaking it is better. What would be an example of someone swearing an oath and then realizing breaking it is better? If he, for example, says to his brother in anger, Wallahi, I will never visit your house again. He said in a moment of anger and he swore by Allah. Now normally when you swear by Allah, you're meant to keep it. But this time he swore by Allah, he's never going to visit his brother. What did we learn? That when the Prophet told us that if you swear an oath, I will never do this again or I will do this, then realize that that thing, it's better that you do it, then you expiate your oath by fasting three days or feeding um, or clothing uh, masakin. And we mentioned the details of that. When you realize that breaking it is better. Then we spoke about a particular oath, which is if it's a man makes an oath that he will not be with his wife, he will not be intimate with her, and that there were rules related to that as well. What was that called, Ali? Al-Ila, or Ila, right? And how long can he do that for? Four months maximum. Anything beyond that, the wife can go to the courts, and then they can absolve that marriage if he insists on not being a husband to her intimate with her. So this idea that a man can just be gone forever, and this is not the case. Then we went into the rules related to talaq themselves and we mentioned that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that when a woman gets divorced that her waiting period is three quruz. And what does a quru mean? It means three periods. So she goes through her cycle then becomes pure again then goes through her cycle then becomes pure again then goes through her cycle then becomes pure again and in that period that I just described which can be anything to two months or less or more, that the man has the right to take her back if he chooses to do so. So we spoke about a couple, a man says to his wife, I divorce you. The moment he says that, and he's only allowed to say it once, it is haram for you to say it three times. It is haram for men to say to their wives, I divorce you three times. This is a sin within itself, according to the vast majority of scholars, because you're meant to issue one divorce in each time. You can't say three times or this, this is not allowed. Now, you, you say it once 
then immediately the waiting period goes into effect. And when that goes into effect, you have the right to take that back. The, the divorce is issued, is used now. And you only get to use two. The third one, when you use it, you can't take her back. During the waiting period, it is the husband that has the right to take his wife back. She does, he doesn't need to ask her permission for that. He doesn't need to ask her permission for that. So he said to her, I divorce you. Then what happens? First of all, Allah mentioned in Surah Al-Talaq that he's not allowed to kick her out of the house, nor is she allowed to leave. They're actually meant to stay together. And this is very interesting. A lot of people they get confused by this. Allah says, even when you issue the first divorce, you stay in the same house together. Maybe separate rooms or you stay in the living room, whatever, but you stay in the same house together. And you still fund and, and pay the bills and, and you do all of this because this waiting period is the time where you assess, do you want to stay together or not? And more often than not, when people cool down, they realize, you know what, we should stay together. That happens more often than not. Which is why Allah says, Perhaps Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring about some happiness and peace. Something will happen, so you stay together. But she's a, she's a divorcee between brackets. Not a real one, she's not gone forever. So in that, a week later, ten days later, he may decide, you know what, I'm going to take you back. And that can be done through speaking, or that can be done through action. So if they become intimate, this is equivalent to him saying, I take you back. This is what some of the scholars would encourage. They would say, it is encouraged for the wife to, to uh, incentivize and beautify herself so that the household can stay together. And this is very important to understand. In Islam, keeping the wife and husband together is an objective. We don't want our homes to be break. We want them to stay together, which is why it was like, even if you divorce, only issue one divorce. You have this time period to reconsider. Stay in the same house. Be good to each other through divorce and through marriage. All of this is put in place. Then, there's a clock. Let's say he doesn't take her back. All the way until the idda period is gone. It is over. Right? She has her third cycle. And then he realized, you know what, I want to take you back. He can't do that anymore. Now, if he wants her back, he needs to ask her permission. And he has to pay her a new dowry. And he has to get married to her again. Right? This is, so now, if the period, if the waiting period, which is three cycles, ends, then she has the option to say, sorry, I'm gone. I, I'm not interested. And it's over. Or they can discuss and he can take her back. And when he takes her back, does it reset the amount of divorces they had? Or do they stay together with whatever is left? What do you guys think? Whatever is left. There's no reset. So if he issued one, and the waiting period, he didn't take her back, and then it was over, and then it's been a year or something, and like, listen, we need to get back together. They can, but if they do get back together, he only has whatever divorces he issued. Right? Tayyip. We also mentioned in the previous lesson that um, when once, um, once he does take her back, he can divorce her again one more time, and then he can take her back. By the third time, if he lets her go, it's over. By the third time. This is why you need to separate the dalaks. There is no such thing as giving it to her at once. You separate them. If he issues a divorce a third time, then he cannot take her back ever again unless five things happen. Unless number one, she gets remarried. She gets remarried. And that marriage is one that was done 
genuinely to another, not for the sake of going back to the old one. It has to be a genuine marriage. And in that marriage, uh, they are intimate. And then that man divorce her, a genuine divorce. Not, hey, can, can you divorce my ex-wife for me back? Not that. And then she has her idda again, then she can get back. Right? And then, once he get back, is it like, let's get back together? No. He has to go to her father again, or her brother again, and request it, and marry her, wedding, everything. And then they can get back together. And if that happens, does that reset the amount of dalaks? It does. This, that resets it. And it does happen sometimes. You see people that after 20 years or 15 years, they come back together after all that. But may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us homes intact. Um, so, ayah number 229. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Divorce is twice. When we say divorce is twice, that means the third one is called talaq ba'in. It's over. After that, after you issue the second one, you have an option. Retain your wife with kindness and with, and with reason. Or tasrihum bi ihsan, release her with kindness. This is referring to the third divorce. Khalas, you want to be done with it? Release her with kindness. And it's, it's amazing how Allah says, stay with each other in kindness and also end the marriage in kindness. Because it is during these terminal periods that people become very vengeful, hateful, and angry. And Allah is telling us that's not the case. That's not what Muslims do. That whether when we are together or when we are separating, it should all be done in kindness and within reason and reasonable terms. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَلَا يَحِيلُ لَكُمْ أَن تَأْخُذُوا مِمَّا آتَيْتُمُهُنَّ شَيْئًا إِلَّا أَن يَخَافَا أَلَّا يُقِيمَا حُدُودَ اللَّهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, and it is not allowed for men to take from their wives the meher or the dowry that they gave to them, except when both parties fear that they would be unable to keep the limits ordained by Allah. What does that mean? So, sometimes there is turmoil in the house. And the husband and the wife, uh, they're not seeing eye to eye. And there's a lot of problems happening. What are their options? So what does the man, what can the man do? Because the man is on the issues of divorce. He can divorce his wife. He can divorce his wife. Now, sometimes, so what happens when he divorces her? If he never paid her dowry, he has to pay her dowry. Right? It's her right. So sometimes he was paying it in installments or he paid half and half. Or he hasn't paid at all, because that's all allowed. Uh, you don't have to pay the dowry the day you marry her. You can pay the dowry a year later, a week later, whatever you guys agree on, in installments, 10 years later. It all depends. It's, on, it's, it's her money that she owes to, uh, you have to pay her. and you can don't. So what happens sometimes? Osman says, listen, um, if I divorce, you have to pay you that money, and I don't feel like it. So what I'm going to do is, um, you want me to divorce you? Pay me back the money I gave you. Or pay me this much. This is not allowed. Men cannot hold their wives ransom like that. Like, I will divorce you if you, what? Pay me. This shouldn't happen. Uh, except for one case. Is there ever a case where the marriage can be dissolved? And this is why we're now going to speak about what is called khula. What is called khula. So, it is important to understand in Islam, a marriage 
a, we see it as something that has sanctity. It must be protected, preserved. Men should be in the best behavior. Women should be on the best behavior. They should give each other's rights. All of this. All of this. But is there options for the husband when he is unhappy or his rights are not being fulfilled? Yes. What can he do? He can issue a divorce. Is there an option for the wife if she is unhappy or her rights are not being fulfilled? Yes. It's called khula. It's called what? Khula. Now khula is when a woman asks for a divorce in return paying her husband. In return for paying her husband. Now what is what she... And this is based on a story that happened during the time of the Prophet wasallam. And this, was, this happened to a companion. A great companion that was known as Thabit ibn Qais. Thabit ibn Qais. Thabit ibn Qais was one of the companions that was promised Jannah. A great, great companion of the Prophet He was extremely eloquent and often would speak for the Prophet He was the type of man that when he spoke, everyone listened to. Thabit ibn Qais. And his wife came to the Prophet And she said to the Prophet, O Prophet of Allah, I do not blame Thabit for any defect in his character or his religion. He's a good man, good Muslim, and good character. But I dislike, I being a Muslim, dislike to behave in an un-Islamic manner if I remain with him. And why would she behave in an un-Islamic manner? Somebody why I mentioned that she did not find him attractive at all. She did not find him attractive at all. And she could not bear being with him. Now, did the Prophet say, you married him, he's your husband, go back to him, astaghfirullah? No. Prophet said to her, will you give back the garden that your husband gave you as mehr? She said, yes. And the Prophet said to Thabit, O Thabit, accept your garden and let her go. Accept your garden and let her go. Here, we learn so many lessons. One, you learn that if the wife wants out of the marriage, if she's the one uh, orchestrating it or she's the one initiating it, is she ever allowed to do this? Yes, if she has good reasons. If she doesn't have good reasons, a hadith will apply to her. My sisters, if you end your marriage for no good reason, there's a hadith that will apply to you. And that hadith is that any woman that initiates a divorce or divorces her husband without due cause, that she will not receive the fragrance of paradise. Because we're not allowed to willingly destroy our marriages like that. But at the same time, if a woman says, I cannot bear my husband, I can't. I cannot. I don't want. I. I. I, I don't. I can't be with him. Is it's. It's. Are we gonna say we don't care? Stay. I am unhappy. We don't care. Stay. Does he pay the? And and then look at things. He pays the bills, puts food on the table, and has children with you. That's all you need. Stay with him. Is Islam gonna say that? No. That that's not how it works. But like the case of Thabit. What did she say? He has no problem in his deen and his. And his character. So sometimes you'll be in a situation where that happens. And then the husband didn't cause the issue. So because he spent on her, he paid her meher, 
it makes sense that he says, okay, if you want out, at least pay something back. At least pay something back. So, how come he can't ask money when he's issuing the divorce? Muhsin, why do you think? Because he's issuing a divorce and he can't ask money for that in return. But this time, he's not requesting it. The wife is. And if she's requesting it, so what are some of the differences between khula' and talaq? Talaq is the divorce. There are big differences. Number one, who initiates the talaq? The husband. Who initiates the khula'? The wife. Number two, how many times can you do talaqs? Twice. And the third time, it's, it's, it's over. Khula' It doesn't have a number. It doesn't have a number. Another one is that you can only do talaq on specific times. Where you can't issue a talaq when a woman is on her cycle, for example. You can't divorce your wife if she's on her monthly cycle. This, a lot of people don't know this. It's not allowed. If your wife is in the middle of her cycle, you have to wait. Until she becomes pure, showers, then you issue the divorce. But the khul'u can happen anytime. Um... And uh, there are other differences as well. Now, um, how much can the husband ask? Can he say, okay, you want a divorce? Yeah. I want to start a business. Give me 100K. Do you want out? Give me 100K. Can he say that? Majority of the scholars say no. He can only request however much he gave her as dowry. He can only request however, however much he gave her as as her mihr, as her dowry, not more. Some ulama say he is allowed to request more, and if she agrees, that's fine. So if he says, listen, um, I, I, I spend on you a lot, I bought you gold, I did this, and I gave you, know, uh, and I gave you this 10,000 in, 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 uh, for your dowry, give me 15,000. Can he say that? Yes. So some ulama say he can say that. If she agrees, she, she pays that money, and she's gone. Also, another difference is, how many cycles does she have to wait for the talaq? Three. For the khul'u, one cycle, and she can go and get married. Um, طيب. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا يَحِلُ لَكُمْ أَن تَأْخُذُ مِمَّا آتَيْتُمُهُنَّ شَيْئًا And it is not halal for you, O men, to take from your wives that which you gave to them. So you, a man cannot just say, you know what, I feel like divorcing you. But I won't do it unless you pay me. You know what? I'm gonna pay me and I'll, you know and, and make life difficult on her. So if a husband makes life difficult on her, you know, and he says, "Listen, you want out? You want out? Just pay money." Or he, he just realized his wife, mashallah, she got a good inheritance, and he's like, "You know, I want some of that money." And he makes life difficult on her. She's like, "Why you doing this? Listen, do you want me to stop? <laughs> or you want out of this marriage? Pay. You can't. This is not allowed, right? This is not allowed. The only time an exchange of let me go and I will pay you can happen. Khula' is if it's coming from the wife. Anything that's coming and being initiated from the husband, he doesn't get anything in return. Is that clear? طيب. إِلَّا أَنْ يَخَافَ أَلَّا يُقِيمَ حُدُودَ اللَّهِ Except if they're both fearful or they think or know that they will not be able to keep the limits ordained by Allah. One of the things that is mentioned is that Thabit's wife, she, when she said... Uh, to the Prophet, I am fearful that I will not be able to keep uh, his rights to him, is that she wasn't, she was worried that if he tried to be intimate with her, that she was she would refuse, and you're not allowed to, re- so she was worried about that, because she did not find him, um, so she was worried that she cannot fulfill his rights, 
And what does Allah say here? If both parties fear that they would be unable to keep the limits ordained by Allah and to deal with each other on a fair basis, that's what it means, then there is no sin on either of them if she gives back the mihr or a part of it to be divorced. And this is called what? Khula. So now we've learned two ways of ending the marriage. Talaq, which is issued by the husband, and khulu', which is initiated by the wife. Now, can this should happen in the court? So when the khulu' has happened, who assesses that it is a valid reason that the request of money is valid? The judges, but if she, like, like she came to the Prophet, this, this female companion, she came to the Prophet. So it's not something you can do at home. Listen, you know what, I'll give you my card. It wouldn't work that way. There has to be some sort of proceedings or they come to an uh, Islamic organization or something like this. There is a third way of uh, dissolving a marriage. And that is known as a, a judge, judge's dissolving the marriage. It's not called fasakh. It's called fasakh. So you learn three things now. Talaq, which is when the husband divorces. Khulu', which is when the wife requests a divorce in return to give him back the dowry he paid her. And three is a fasakh, which is done by the judge when, uh, which, when he sees that this marriage needs to be ended for reasons and he dissolves it automatically. So those are the, the three things. So what do you learn there? You learn in Islam, there are so many laws and so many admonishments and so many reminders on keeping the family together, right? The husband is told, the best among you, O men, are those that are the best to your wives. The wife is told, if your husband is pleased with you, this is one of the ways to Jannah. They are told, if you stay together and have a good family and raise beautiful kids upon Islam, this could be a means to Jannah. And we are told that divorce is something Allah does not like. You told all of this. So you've told all of then it was you were told if you divorce her, stay together in the home, perhaps you guys will reconcile. All of this is in place to keep the family together. But those few instances where being together is harmful, because sometimes it is, and how many sometimes I will hear about a wife and husband, and their relationship has become so toxic, so difficult, that they are both living uh, hell on earth. Constantly upset, constantly yelling, constantly shouting. It's not good for them or for the kids. Are we going to say, you have to stay together? We're not going to say that. Are we going to, uh, also every couple that come to us, or oh, you guys had a fight, mate, let her go. Sister, ask for khulu. That's also not Islam. Islam is balanced in the middle. Islam is balanced in the middle, which is why people are not forced to stay in marriages that are unhealthy. At the same time, we do everything we can to keep couples together. Does that make sense? And it's an important balance to have. It's an important balance to have. And really, uh, look at the Prophet Sallallahu and how he dealt with the story of Thabit and his wife. Um, so, again, khulu' is the parting of the wife. The parting of, so it's coming from her, uh, from her husband, and giving the husband a compensation for it. Allah says, this is allowed for, uh, once they realize that they can't keep their rights for each other, then there's no sin, there's no sin, upon them both, in whatever she gives back as mehr, uh, or she gives back, question, 
Who pays this? What if she doesn't have any money? Can she ask other people to pay on her behalf? Yes. So scenario, a wife realized that this marriage is not working for her and she wants to leave. She tells her husband, listen, I'll pay you back whatever you gave me. Let me go. And then she says, but I don't have the money, but my brother will pay on my behalf. Is that allowed? Yes, it's allowed. My father will pay on my behalf. Can he say, no, I want your money, not his money? He can't say this. Uh, it doesn't matter where the money comes from. There's one time it doesn't matter though. Astaghfirullah, one time it does matter. If some guy who happens to be interested in her says, I'll give your husband the money. This would not be allowed. That would be the one scenario that allowed. So it should be her awliya. The people that would normally give her away in marriage. The people that are her family that take, that care for her and her well-being. Right? Not some guy that is interested in her. This would not be allowed. It's important that we make that distinction lest you start causing problems. Uh, may Allah protect us and our families. Um, طيب. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I want you to look at this. These are all laws and rules. And if this happens, then that's allowed. And if this happens, but within the rules, Allah is constantly reminding us to fear Him, to obey His limits. It's ajib. It shows you that, yes, there are laws and rules, and you can divorce her this time, and khulu is allowed, and this person can pay for it. But at the end of the day, the common thread is fear Allah in all of your interactions. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, after Allah told us that men are not allowed to be harmful to their wives, because one of the things that would happen is, um, men are not allowed to be harmful to their wives by saying to them, uh, uh, by harming them and making life difficult on them, and then saying, listen, shall I, I'll stop if you buy a way out and trying to get money from out of them, this is not allowed. But if she decides, then it is allowed. Then Allah tells us, if the marriage, the turmoil is too difficult, then she is allowed to opt out as long as she gives back the mihr. The scholars say, it can be less than the mihr, but what about more? Can it be more than the mihr? Can he ask for 100k, 200k? No. The most of the ulama say this is not allowed. Because again, this would be harmful to her. She's stuck. Where is she going to get the money from? Tayyib. But then Allah reminds us, Tilka hududullah. Everything we mentioned, the rules and the laws, they are the limits set by Allah. فَلَا تَعْتَدُوهَا Do not transgress them. وَمَنْ يَتَعَدَّ حُدُودَ اللَّهِ And whoever transgress the limits set by Allah, those that will divorce for no reason, sisters that will ask a khulu' for no reason, men that will be, uh, will be harming their wives, women that will be, all of this, whoever transgress this, these limits, فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الظَّالِمُونَ Indeed, they are the wrongdoers. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, فَإِن طَلَّقَهَا If he divorced her the third time, فَلَا يَحِلُّ لَهُ Then she is not lawful to him, حَتَّى تَنْكِحَ زَوْجًا غَيْرَهُ Until she has married another husband. We mentioned this earlier. So if he divorced her the third time, the only way they can ever get back together is if she gets married again first. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and if this new husband that she married ends up divorcing her, and all of that has to be genuine, it can't be planned. In some cultures, in some places, they, oof, I divorced her the third time. And then they both look together for a man that can quickly marry her, and then divorce her, she can marry her again. This is not allowed. The Prophet cursed that person. 
cursed is the one who is making his doing doing the, this act and the one that's facilitating it. It's not allowed. It has to be genuine. Which is why, which this is one of the interesting things uh, that you notice, especially uh, we work at the masjid and sometimes you're dealing with couples and stuff. The man will divorce his wife. Oh, I divorce sometimes. I've divorced you three times. Five minutes later, Sheikh. Is there any way out? I didn't mean three. I was five minutes late. Same thing, sisters. She'll be breaking the dishes and divorce me, divorce me. I don't want to be with you. And then the next day, Sheikh, last night we went to the fight and is there any way for us to be together? Why are you guys always going to the extreme? This is not how it should be. right? Often you'll find out People, they actually want to be together, but they're just using up their divorces. And then later, oh, Sheikh, is there any, any um, solution for us? Any solution for us? And you know, it's, it's difficult sometimes. Sometimes one, one of uh, my teachers told me that a couple came to him. They're holding hands. Sheikh, I finished all my divorces, but we want to be together. <laughs> this, this woman is free from you. Khalas, it's over. And then she says, Ya Sheikh, but... We really want to be together. And what do you do? It's, it's, uh, it shows you that there is a, sometimes a, a recklessness, a recklessness uh, that you will find. And uh, the tough part was, the sheikh asked them, Daib, did you issue them all three at the same time? Because if that's the case, then there are some ulama that say, if you issue it in one sitting, it counts as what? As one. So maybe there is some leeway there. He said, no, it was three, several, three separate times. Meaning there's no really, he said, there's nothing I can do for you guys. Do you want me to make halal for you? Allah made haram? And he said, they walked out together. I don't know. They said, we're going to go to another sheikh. He said, do, do you see the harm? This is why we, you need foresight. Brothers, there's a reason why Allah put the dalaq and the divorce in your hands. Don't use it. Don't rush into it. Sisters, stop asking for it when you get angry. Honestly. And some cultures are worse, worse than others. But in any case, don't, don't go there. Uh, it should be a last resort. It should be a last uh, resort. And it should be something that you think about. Which is why there are so many uh, rules in place. Right? Some ulama say, or, and even there's a narration that supports it, that every divorce should have witnesses. So how should it be done? A man is upset at his wife, and he wants to divorce her. Or she's saying, I'm done with you. I want to divorce you. They want to end the marriage. And then, first of all, um, are you on your cycle at the moment? When our sister on cycles, the hormones, it can have an effect on the emotions. Are you allowed to divorce your wife when she's on her cycle? No. So then, oof. So I can't do it now. I have to wait for another what? Five days. What's likely going to happen in those five days? You're going to what? Calm down and forget about it. Isn't that true, Ikhwani Fillah? Tayyib. Then after that, there's another rule. If you have been intimate, you can't divorce her. If you've been intimate, you have to wait until the next cycle, and until the next cycle, or a pregnancy appears, or the next cycle, and then the next cycle has to end because you can't divorce her. So how long do you have to wait this time? A lot longer, right? Um, I, I want to divorce you. Well, you can't because uh, this many days ago we were intimate. You have to wait. Okay, we have to wait how long? Okay, until your cycle. Let me know when your cycle is. Two weeks later, my cycle starts like, ah, yeah, forget it, we don't want to do it. So if people knew these rules and applied them, you can't just issue it here willy-nilly, can you? These are all in place, then we need witnesses. Well, it's 12 a.m., who's going to be here? 
let's wait till tomorrow. And then, to, then that will diffuse the situation. And But what if you had witnesses and you waited for the right time? If people just apply these laws, divorce would go down because you're not angry anymore. And if after calling witnesses, after waiting for the right time, after biding your time, after having this many discussions, you decide, okay, خلاص, I'll give you one divorce. Talaqtuki. And it's done. The witnesses see it. Okay, now what? Allah said, she has to stay home. Okay, you go to your room. I go to my room. What's for dinner tonight? You're still in the same house. You're still in the same house. And what did Allah say? Perhaps they will reconcile and something will happen. So they stay and you're told, stay with each other in kindness. Now what happens? Now you guys are separated, but still together. And you have three cycles to work that out. In those three cycles, she's encouraged to convince you you're encouraged to change your mind. After all of that, and listen, uh, I think my uh, third cycle is about to finish. Oof, okay, so then he'll, I take you back. Or after that, خلاص, uh, I'm, I'm done, and then it's over. And when that cycle, and then even after that, how many talaq did you issue? Just, just one. So what option is there left? Even if it ends, it ended, and خلاص, okay, then you moved out, or she moved out, whatever the case is. But you only issued one. Then it's been a few months. You've been co-parenting if there were children, and it's been a few. You're like, you know what? I think I was. I think I rushed into this. There's still option, sister. I think we should make it work again. My, uh, not, because you only issued one. You're like, okay, speak to my dad. We'll make it happen. I'm also interested. And then you marry again. You have. If then, if people apply this, wouldn't divorce be something that happens a lot less? Now. One of the ayats that we will cover inshallah ta'ala next week, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about this particular scenario. A husband divorced his wife. This happened in the time of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa A husband divorced his wife and he didn't take her back. Idda period, which is how many cycles? Three, finished. And after it finished, khalas, she went on her way. Then he decided, Oof, I, need, I, need, I need to get back to her. He went to her father, I feel like I made a mistake. I think we can make it work. I want her back. The father, who was a companion, said, I've honored you more than any other man by allowing you to marry my daughter. You divorced her. You didn't take her back. Her idda finished. She's with me now. I will never let you take her back. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says um, that we are not allowed to do that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذَا طَلَقْتُمُ النِّسَاءَ فَبِلَقَ الْأَجَلُهُنَّ فَلَا تَعْضُلُهُنَّ أَنْ يَكِحْنَ أَزْوَاجَهُنَّ إِذَا تَرَعْضُوا بَيْنَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ And when you have divorced women and they have fulfilled the period, do not prevent them from marrying their former husbands if they mutually agree on reasonable terms. So, even after all that, yes, you, you, you divorced my daughter, you can never take her back, we don't do this. But, this can only work, this system can only work if we follow the rules. But what do you have instead? She's being divorced while she's on a cycle. They're divorcing each other three times. Sometimes they say, I said a thousand times. What does that mean? I told her I divorced her a thousand times. Is that three? Is that one? Yeah, Right? And all of this is a problem. Not to mention, before that, Allah, Surah An-Nisa, Allah says, when there's problems, فَبْعَثُوا حَكَّمًا مِنْ أَهَلِهِ وَحَكَّمًا مِنْ أَهَلِهَا إِنْ يُرِيدَ إِسْلَاحًا يُوَفِّقِ اللَّهُ بَيْنَهُمَا This is one of the best ayahs for couples that are struggling. Allah said, send an arbiter from her side of the family, one from his side of the family. In you, Allah, Allah is saying this. 
my sisters and my brothers, Allah is saying this, in yurida islahan, if they want reconciliation, if they want to make it work, really do want to make it work, Allah will bring the house together. So we have to put the work in. And this teaches us, inshallah ta'ala, the, the family dynamics and because we have the rules and the laws and we have the ethics and the morals under them. What are the ethics and the morals? Teaching each other with kindness, giving each other chances, forgiving each other, not being harsh, loving each other, and all of this. And then on top of that, we have these laws that protect each person. If the wife is struggling with the marriage, she has an option out, which is called khula. If the husband, he has the option, which is called talaq. And there's also then the fasq that the judge can do as well in certain, certain scenarios. I'm going to conclude the lesson here today, inshallah ta'ala. I, I did mention that the following few lessons are going to be a bit fiqh heavy where we're talking about ahkam and rulings, talaq and khulu and ila and things like this. Uh, we'll continue uh, next week. We will do 230 and 232 and 233, inshallah ta'ala. You have a question? Tafadal akhi. Yes, it does her right. Um, but more often than not, they tend to forgive it. Yeah, because a woman can't forgive it. Yeah. If there are no more questions, we conclude here. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.